Through the Keyhole is fueled by Vanessa House Beer Company, located in Automobile Alley at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City. Stop by the tap room and try the legendary 401k lager or the refreshing destination wedding cerveza with salt and lime. Vanessa House is always brewing something fun like the Pog Hard Seltzer or their sweet and tasty sours. Great beers for a hot Oklahoma summer as we march towards football season. Stop by the Vanessa House Tap Room at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City for good drinks and family-friendly good times. Kids and pets are welcome. Yes, I mentioned kids and pets in the same sentence. Vanessa House Beer Company, the best beer in Oklahoma City. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to Through the Keyhole, an Oklahoma football podcast. I am one of your hosts, Peyton Guthrie, for a special mailbag episode. We've got some questions from our uh, the Patreon, so we want to put it out here. This is also going to be teased on the public feed, so uh, if you're listening to this and you like some of our answers and you want to listen to the rest of it, join on, join us over on patreon.com slash through the keyhole. For $4, you get all of our podcasts. For $1, you get all of our written content. And if you were to give $5, you also get some fun film review stuff. And I'm also going to walk through how to blindly build a power ranking. That's what I'm going to do this offseason. And I'm going to compete head-to-head with Alan Kinney in his vaunted power ranking. <laughs> I'm going to do this completely blind. I have no idea how to do it, so I'm going to build it together with the Patreon. So, but as you heard his name already, we've got Alan Kinney, Brady Trantham, and Matt Burton. Matt Let's start with you, man. Uh, you're all bundled up. You got the camera in a new angle. You've got some yeah. new mic situations going on. How's it going, man? Uh, doing well. I finally bought a desk, and you guys may think like, "Oh, like, like what's the big deal about that?" I don't know why. I've just been putting it off. I've been have I've had a six foot just folding table, just one of those white folding tables as my desk for <laughs> about seven years now. When I when I first switched to PC, so I finally made the adult step, got an actual desk. And uh, had to fit everything perfectly. So yeah, the camera's at a different angle, but it's all good, man. I'm, I'm happy to be back here. Uh, Thunder business has been uh, has been kind of booming, so I haven't been on here as much. But uh, it's been fun watching a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder. I will say. All right, Brady, let's let's go ahead and just like slide on past the Oklahoma City Thunder talk. Uh, I've actually <laughs> got multiple I've gotten multiple texts about how I need to give the I'm Thunder jealous. a little bit more respect. Number one I'm, team in, in the I follow the mayor on Twitter, Oklahoma City's mayor, and he's just all about them, constantly saying like ESPN update the rankings. We're number one. Big uh, fan. Very boy. weird discussion. Yes, uh, Brady, how's it going, man? Good. I mean, I'm not able to watch the Thunder because I have YouTube TV because I'm some kind of peasant. You know, that's my fault. Um, I mean, I'm jealous of Matt. Like. When the last two years I covered the Thunder, I mean, technically, like, I mean, 2020, it was a pretty good year with Chris Paul and um, uh, Shea as like a second year player, uh, Dennis Schroeder. That was a fun team. And then COVID ruined the fun for everybody. Uh, but I'm jealous. Like, this would have been fun to cover. But um, other than that, just trying to stay warm. Fuck this weather. Anybody that likes winter can, they need their brain examined because I don't know why it's fun to stay inside all day. But you left me, I will say, Brady, you left me on Franchise Thunder postgame show for the two worst seasons of basketball I've ever seen in my entire life, whatever they're tanking. And I had to do that by myself, just me and Christine Butterfield. Shout out to Christine. 
no Brady, no Madison. I had to I had to watch those those basketball games by myself. Well, I mean, I read Sam Presti's like op-ed in the Oklahoman and said, "Yeah, I'm out. Somebody, <laughs> somebody hire me." And then finally, Alan, Alan, how's it going, man? Uh, over there on the East Coast, I know. Is it? I think my I think I'm about I'm in the single digits right now with a, a pretty pretty devastating wind chill. How's it like on the uh, on the Atlantic? Not quite there, but it's getting there. Yeah, and it's going to be uh, deep freeze for like the next week. Um, so you know, uh, we can all we can all share in that together, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to snow at some point. I don't know. I you know, I I'm just glad I'm here. Right, so I'm above <laughs> ground. You know, that's true. That's true. Make sure you're not getting fined by the keyhole uh, Is, uh, ownership. Alan's Alan's <laughs> North Face zip up he's got on right now it's teal at first i thought it was a dolphin's jacket and i thought he was mocking me <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no i wouldn't be caught dead in, in a uh, dolphin's jacket that's uh, okay that's fine i mean i would i i don't want to right now either fuck them <laughs> that's funny uh now i mentioned earlier on this is going to be a special mailbag episode so we got some questions here uh we got four total questions that i think cut cut the mustard for us to kind of sink our teeth into and kind of figure out and, and kind of question some, some stuff out and i'll be calling you guys out for doing this and uh, thank you so much uh, for everyone who sent in questions it's gonna be very helpful for us as we kind of end our um on season or during season content we'll be shifting to a, a different format uh sorry next week next week as we enter into our off season and growing some uh, uh different types of content uh, as we go from that perspective so let's start it question number one just from harry taylor harry you get two of them on here so this is number one the transfer portal schedule and current college football calendar adds a lot of stress on players and teams. How would you correct the issue to allow teams to play a full rosters during the bowl season? Brady, let's go with you first. Um, my assumption is we're talking about how teams are having the people are transferring out before these bowl games are happening. And then, you know, it, you know, everyone's yeah. talking about how badly everything was going down the transfer portal NIL and the calendar, you know, these universities being tied to, uh, academic approaches <laughs> and having to live with uh, you know actual semesters and, and, and deadlines and things of that nature and I know like uh, you know the Alabama stuff happening right now everyone's like well there's a they've got a 30-day window but Alabama apparently has already started classes and now it may cause some extra steps and extra hoops for guys to actually actually get out of those commitments but anyway Brady how would you solve this problem with the calendar uh, currently yeah, I mean, it's interesting and it's definitely a question that's on everybody's minds because it, it, you know, it's it's the era of the playoff and so everybody wants to get into the playoff with with 12 teams. I don't know if that's going to ease the burden of the bowls that aren't playoff bowls or if it's going to make them more pronounced. If you're like the 13th team out, you won't care about whatever the equivalent, um, I almost said January 6th bowl, the <laughs> New Year's 6th bowl is, you know, going into next year. I don't, you know, it, it might be just as bad. And so like the easy answer would be like, well, how like incentivize the players to want to play in these games. So maybe you pay them or um, some or do something like that. I mean, the NBA is doing, try to do something cool with the uh, in-season tournament and it was fairly successful, if not very successful. I mean, I don't know about financial or numbers wise, but in terms of fan engagement, it got fans talking about the NBA in what late October, November, which is never the case when college football and the NFL is rolling and you've got the world series for all the baseball fans going at the same time. So to me, that's a success. So maybe incentivize them to want to care because that's what the NBA did. 
Uh, but to me, like this is probably a pie in the sky idea. And I'm sure Alan Payton, Matt, you guys might know a little bit more about the intricacies of why this can't happen. Uh, but to me, uh, if we ever get to a place where college football is viewed essentially as an NFL minor league, meaning, and I mean that in from an, an official legal standpoint where a collection of schools, like the power two conferences get together and make some deal with the NFL of like, okay, we players will still go through college first to be developed. So it's not necessarily on your dime NFL. I mean, that's the whole reason why the NFL likes college football is because these players get developed for free and then they get them as somewhat finished products going into the NFL, their rookie year. Um, but if something can be reached, why don't you just have the draft in December or right as soon as the college football season ends so you can draft all these players and so when they are playing in bowl games, they are drafted by their team. They are signed to their team. And so their futures it, their futures aren't so foggy so that if, God forbid, a player gets injured, well, it's okay. You you already play for the Chicago Bears, which, I mean, that, that might be terrible. I mean, sorry, Lee, if you're listening. That might be, but at least you are financially saved um, from how it is now where you have the draft in April. If you get hurt in a bowl game, then your draft stock drops and plummets. And then you make, you stand to make less money. It's a pie in the sky idea, but to me, I don't really know how you incentivize players to want to play in bowl games realistically because paying them seems weird. And I don't even know if paying them would really ease any of the, in a, any of the, uh, I guess, concern that players have playing in otherwise meaningless bowl games. To me, it's just, if their futures were more intact, that to me would incentivize players um, to want to play in these games and finish out their college careers with their teams. All right, Alan, how about you? Let's take a crack at it. How would you fix the schedule um, to, to, to address this uh, transfer portal stuff kind of going on that's currently, and that was, it was a lot of hand wringing by national media, to be honest with you, but it does seem to be there's an issue there. You know, it's a lot for coaches to have to handle with portaling with the portaling uh, signing day and then with the bowl game prep and all that nature. But how, what would your your suggestion be? Well, you know, when it comes to the bowl games, I, good luck. I mean, like, no, there's no you can't really. I don't think you can do the changes that would need to be made probably to um make the bowl games allow teams to compete with like more full rosters um you know would involve changing so much about the sport that it just wouldn't it wouldn't make sense I, it, that's my guess um i don't know i mean there really aren't any good answers for this i i know that sounds like a cop out but there there really aren't um you know it, you can't you can't tell the schools like, okay, you need to set your academic calendar based on the football program. Like, that's just not, that's not realistic, you know? And I mean, it, it's, and it's, you know, tail wagging the dog there at some point, right? Um, So I I don't know. I mean, I think, I think this is what we got right now. Um, At some point, you know, you know, I, I do wonder in some cases, like, do some players opt to actually stay and play in bowl games? I mean, some of them, I'm sure they would just want to tab that on film, right? But in other cases, I'm wondering, like, is there something in their, you know, NIL contract, for example, that has, you know, some kind of bowl game requirement or something? I, I don't know. I don't think that you're going to be able to um, 
make it economically feasible to pay them to show up at these games uh is you know because at, at the end of the day that's a lot of people to pay <laughs> you know so and a lot of a lot of different contracts to work out if you're not just going to pay everyone a flat rate um yeah i just i don't know i i, I think that none none of this will None of this will work until there's a more until there's some type of collective bargaining type arrangement between players and uh, the schools. Until then, there any rule you write is going to get you know going to have more kind of cons, I think, than than pros. All right, Alan, with uh, with a very good coach speak answer, uh, basically. From now on. <laughs> yeah, there is no answer. Matt, how about yeah. you? How are you going to handle this? I'm, I mean, I'm kind of with Alan. It feels like the uh the super league idea like you know like that stuff can get fixed like whenever this super league like college football breaks off from and kind of to what brady was saying too like kind of being like part of like the nfl like kind of merging everything um to quote what james franco in pineapple express uh so Pan- pandora doesn't go back in the box he only comes out i think i think <laughs> we're at that point where like okay yeah if you move i've heard like okay i moved the transfer portal window like back like move it back like uh, as far as it can go like so it doesn't interfere with the bowl games but if a player already knows he's going to transfer he's just going to opt out of the bowl game like you know so it's it's kind of one of those things where I, we're already at that point i feel like of of no return as far as you know transferring and opting out of bowl games all that good stuff um and i i like brady's idea i think correct me if i'm wrong did college baseball not used to do that as well where the mlb draft was before you know, like yeah, the College yeah. World Series. So I, remember, I remember growing up watching the College World Series and, you know, this guy from North Carolina is up to bat and it's like, oh, he was drafted in the second round by the Giants or something like that. And I, I don't think they do that anymore. I think it is after um, now, but um, I, I, I kind of like that idea. I just, as, as far as like transferring and, and opting out, I don't think moving the portal window would would do much. Because again, if you, I feel like guys that know they're going to transfer or that are entering the transfer portal after the, they already know at a certain point of the season that they're going to transfer. It's not just a, oh, the season's over. I, I know I'm going to transfer. I know there's probably some of that, right, with like exit interviews and and processing guys, if you will. But I, I think for the most part, if you know you're going to transfer, you know well in advance. <laughs>